0: what's up guys and welcome to straight from the chess podcast my name is justin Groth, and i'm your host on this personal development and growth podcast listen if you're new to the show i just want to take this time i want to welcome you thank you for being here and if you're a continued listener and support of the podcast and this is your second 50th or 250th time tuning back in i just want to thank you for your continued support it does mean a lot to me the fact that you're spending your time and energy and you could be doing anything so i really really appreciate you and Look, if this is a podcast you believe, valuable, and you think that others can value from it, please do not hesitate to share it on your on your on any platform you have, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Link the podcast. If it's on Instagram, at me, at Justin Craig Roth, and I'll re-mention you my stories, obviously. And I just thank you for the continued, continued support and listenership of the podcast. It means a lot to me. So without further ado, Uh, My good friend, Monique, welcome back. It's good to
1: have you. Hey, hey boy, hey. (laughs) (laughs) How's everything? It's been a minute since you came on the show. I know. I actually feel really privileged for the fact that you are now doing... Video streaming on this podcast, and that I have the opportunity. Thank you for sure. being interviewed previously, and um, being the first female, the to, first female to be yep. interviewed second time and streaming on video. So hey, it's so cool.
0: It's a, it's really cool like, to to talk to you, and I just love conversating with you because you have a lot to you have a lot to share, and you have a lot of good perspective and insight on things. So. Um, off camera, we were talking about not off camera. Off of the record, we were talking about how you were. <laughs> were we? Well, <laughs> it's kind of touchy, and I shouldn't. I don't know if I should get into it, but into fuck it. it. Let's get, get in into it. it. So it's you were talking about genders, mm. and I was making a crack at there's so many different genders nowadays. It seems like, but. It was just my way of being funny, but there are a lot of different beliefs on genders now. How the fuck did that come about?
1: I don't even know. I don't even know. I, you know, born and raised in San Francisco just blocks up from Castro, which is a very notorious district where a lot of people, LBGQ, all love to come because they feel welcome and home. And I migrated from San Francisco here to the Central Coast. And I was kind of sticker shocked at first at people being super close-minded to things i i identify as a female you identify as a male like i was like i whip my hair back and forth i love being a girl i love being pretty i like getting myself glammed up that's all good you like to be a muscle man very handsome (laughs) um
0: i could hardly pass for the muscle man
1: but i think you're referencing what we were talking about where i was approached at a local establishment by people because i was wearing a san francisco bowl cap and there was an identifiable gay male and an identifiable lesbian female. And it was just people have different perceptions of people. And I'm completely okay with it. Like I said, you do you, boo. You do you, boo. hmm I I live myself as I was born, as a female. I love being pretty. I like doing girl stuff and a little bougie. (laughs) And that's okay.
0: It is. Well, I think that that's important if you're trying to attract the opposite species.
1: You like attracts like, right? Like, that's the big thing. What is? Like attracts like.
0: Like attracts like. Yeah. What about disparity attracts?
1: Well... I guess that could too.
0: Because would you go for a feminine male?
1: I have before.
0: Mm, how long did that last? Not long. Right. So it's clear to say that it's yeah. probably better to go with disparity yeah. in, in terms of that regard. Because I likely would not want to adopt a female that's masculine. And that's a turnoff to me. And I mean, apart from like what they, you know, partake in their, their ventures in life, whatever, we can be sort of similar in that regard. Like for instance, I would date somebody who's in fitness, but it's not a prerequisite for me. I don't care if the woman works out or not, even though that's my life and that really encompasses me in general, not just like my personal pursuits, but my career and what I, my business established and everything like that. I mean, I don't care if somebody's into fitness. I care about what I like and what physically attracts me. And that's really all. As long as you meet that requirement, we're fine. And I always joke about this, but I like curves. I don't care how the fuck you get them. As long as you have them. If you get them through working out and you accentuate them, great. If you don't have to do that and you're just genetically gifted, great. It doesn't matter to me. Now, the only time I step in in my authoritative voice for anything nutrition or fitness is when they're griping about their current body composition and they don't do anything about it so then i'll kind of step in but apart from that i don't care if the woman works out i never have and i never will you know that's just but i don't look for that but if we have it great we can move forward with that as well but it's not a prerequisite you know
1: Amen to the sisters out there that are genetically blessed to not have to work out because my butt gets up at 4 a.m. in the morning between 4 and 4.44. I don't know why the time 4.44 is like the number without an alarm clock habitually up. All right, girl get the fuck out of bed bitch go and that's my alarm clock I don't know if you've ever heard it and I hope that we don't get any like copyright and I I won't go any further because of that but uh, that wakes me up in the morning and I get out of bed and I go and I go and work out and on my days like today where I don't work out I'm going to go take a jog on the beach I'm going to go take a hike I'm going to get at it and I'm going to do something Mm. physical Mm -hmm. because not everyone is genetically blessed (laughs) And we've got to get out there and we've got to move and we have to exercise because you don't get the Coca-Cola bottle without me. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's how my old coworkers would call me at work. Coca-Cola. Yes. Even
0: if, look, man, I'm going to go on a ledge and say this, many men will probably, uh, uh, yeah, I, I would say, throw some shade at me for this, but even if you get it through surgery, there are some women that look pretty good That have had BBLs and things of the like. And they're fine. It's fine. I mean, as long as it's not, like, crazy. But, because I don't like the crazy, you know, uh, I don't know. I guess I would call it... um, Plastic. Yeah, just, I don't like that. But, tasteful. If it's tasteful, yeah. But, I mean, I go back to saying, I mean, if if I find you beautiful and attractive, that's really the only thing that really I... And so, well in that regard physicality wise like that's the only thing I search for obviously you have to be feminine because I don't want a masculine I don't want somebody who's like me that's but big. that's important because I think most men think of that but at the same time there are those outliers that exist that they like to be dominated by the female presence they, maybe their mother was like that and that's what they're used to I don't know but that's not what I'm drawn to and so I steer clear of that. And that's typically the case with more of your independent women. And look, you can have independent women all day long and they can be cooperative and supportive and submissive to their male counterpart, but it likely doesn't happen, right?
1: Well, actually, I'm, I'm 100% on deck with you. I listen to other podcasts. There's a really good one with Matthew Hussey, um, Love Life podcast, Yeah, I'm kind of a dork. So I listen to these things and they talk a lot exactly about what you're talking about when it comes to the feminine and the masculine and where it's like what you're saying. Men are attracted to a woman who's a woman and they don't want somebody to be like, I think it's more like up and coming in these days to be like, oh, I'm a boss. Mm -hmm. Oh, mm, she got this. Like, yes, you can have it. And not to say that you need to go home and be subservient, but it is nice to have a woman be soft and be feminine and say, I baked you some cookies, you know. And I, I can go and own my day, which in my personal perspective is attractive to a man. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Like it's nice to see a woman that handles her own stuff, but then comes home and says, baby, I had a hard day and can I just have you hold me and then be home and be the woman like Mm. I think that's really comforting and nice and I don't know maybe I just grew up in an era where I watched too much Brady Bunch and I watched too many of these cool sitcoms where it was these sweet families which had that dynamic which I feel like we veered from in some regard these days and that is kind of lacking in my personal opinion. We we need a little more of like the husband wife male female like give a little more balance perspective. Like I love it for instance when I would okay, perfect example. needed to put oil in my car. Oil light ring ring indicator comes on and I pop up my hood, I like I go by oil, pop up my hood, and I'm putting oil in my car. A gentleman, I don't even know, comes up and says... Let me do that for you. You're dressed really nice because aside from right now, you probably can't see, but I'm in bare feet because Justin likes to keep his house really clean and I took my shoes off at the door. <laughs> but I was wearing really like fancy, like heels, like six stilettos because that's my jam on Moe in heels. And I was Moe in heels at the moment. And this guy just like superhero comes in and wants to be the knight in shining armor, so to speak, and was like, let me put this oil in your car so that you don't get dirty. That is, that is amazing. That yeah. is like, that for me, that's amazing. I,
0: I think it is too. And I think that's what men are bred to do. We're hardwired to think about protecting the woman and, and also taking care of the woman in that regard, doing things for them that are of the masculine archetype, um, stereo or dynamic rather. So, okay, so here's a question for you. Do you think that there was a motive behind that gentleman?
1: That is a very good question. No, he could have been my grandpa. <laughs>
0: okay, so be, if there was a motive, you're if there was. The fact that he's older. Yes. Uh, okay.
1: I don't think he sure. looked at it as a let me try and get her number sort of way, Mm -hmm. if that's where you're going with that questioning. It was more like a, I could see her as my granddaughter and she needs help sort of way.
0: I I agree with that. I think that's definitely...
1: However, had it been somebody maybe of a younger generation, I would look at it like, oh, he's trying to lead into something more. But if he was, he would have asked for my number.
0: (laughs) Yeah, 100%. And you're right. Because he can compartmentalize the different female... Age bracket, like in terms of the age, like he knows, okay, I have a like you said, if he was your grandpa, he probably has grandchildren of your age, and he feels an empath, sort of an empathy towards that specific age range. And so, for women, you know, and so he knows his heyday is gone, and even though he has the hard wiring still in him to procreate, maybe I don't know how old he was, but I mean, it's likely still there to some degree he was still looking at you with the, through the lenses of like his grandchild and how he would help them. And so he wanted to extend the same, you know, olive branch to you. So I totally understand that. However, if it were like you're saying, if it were a, a younger gentleman, 100% of the time,
1: <laughs>
0: it is to not just get numbers, but it's to have sex. That's what it is. Uh, I would look, I shouldn't say hundred percent because they're outliers. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time it's to do that. That's the motive behind it. Us as human beings, we always predicate anything we do off of a motive, even if it's posting a picture. There's a motive behind it. What's the motive? There's always a motive, okay? Whether it's to get likes, comments, whether it's to showcase who you are, what's whether it's to I don't know, promote what you're what you're wearing or what you look like in that current moment whatever like there's always a motive that's how we operate it's not it's not it's not i guess the person isn't isn't to blame it's it's the brain and how the brain operates it's that anything that we do has to have motive behind it for the possibility of reward to take place because us as humans we love reward and we're driven by reward so if the motive to post a picture is i want to get praise comments acceptance etc well then i'm gonna, that's the motive behind it even if you're posting a picture of your dog right like i've been guilty of this posting a picture of my dog what what motive do i have to do that like other than to show you that i have a dog but maybe perhaps in the moment i want to conversate with somebody so i'm extending that all of branch, so to speak out there because in the in the in the possible pretense that it might it might invoke a conversation with somebody everybody is like that i'm not exempt from this so but i also don't post pictures with my shirt off pictures of a tank top at least anymore um and that's sort of an evolutionary process has taken place i don't i don't i never been one to do that at all you never have but it's like I, I know there are some that exist out there of me but it's very very rare and it's definitely not current day or has been for the last I don't know probably four or five years so it's that's an evolutionary thing but if you're posting something or you're doing something whether it be a hike you're going on a hike, so you're doing your 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 you're eating a certain food or whatever. There's always a motive behind this shit, man.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I do. And my motive isn't necessarily something intentional. My motive is just sharing. I want my family to see. I want my friends to see because if they're not there with me, here's your way of seeing what I'm doing and I feel like Now you can kind of be a part of it.
0: Yeah. Which is great. You have to look pretty.
1: Because here's the thing.
0: (laughs) You're not going to post a picture if you don't look pretty in it.
1: Actually, I do. And I am a rare one. And you can ask every single one of my friends, Justin. And I am blasting this. And everyone can chime in. They know I refuse. And they even say, no, Moe won't allow filters. I hate filters on social media. I want people to see me as I am. No filters, no filter girl, right here.
0: Admirable. However, you being a photogenic person, you likely don't take a bad picture. And so oh, trust. That, well, to, I you, have... to you, to you, to <laughs> you. But to the general populace who sees it, those pictures, they're not going to see it as anything short of it's still pretty. So, what I mean is, when you take a when when people post pictures, they got to make sure they're pretty or they look good in the picture, whether it's a side angle, whatever like that. As generally how people see things a lot
1: I do see that I do notice that and my friends say that like no I don't like that or they'll like start crying over something I'm like girls stop crying. you're beautiful stop it knock it off and I will take their phones and I will hit the send button I will just put it out there I'm like why'd you do that I'm like cause live isn't that so insane how
0: people see themselves as opposed to how others see them yeah like I'm talking about looks here not just like you know status or anything like that but like their looks, like they they may think I I've, I've had photos taken of me where my mom sees and she's like oh I love that picture of me Jess and I was like how do you like that like that's the oh, the worst angle <laughs> the worst shot like but they see you differently mm-hmm. I guess and, and maybe it's I don't want to say it's this is just centered to love or analogous to loved ones but. Most people will see you differently than the way you see yourself through your lens. Because your lens is very, very, very critical.
1: Always. We are our own worst enemies. Like, self-talk is so huge and so important. I was one of those people that beated myself up all the time. Super critical. And that just came from years of, like, being in long-term abusive relationships and... You know, even though I had great, wonderful, loving parents, they just weren't very expressively outwardly like hugging, loving. It was always locked, closed doors sort of things, and like strict Catholic school. Um, yeah, getting slapped on the hand by nuns with the rulers, sort of things. Um, I I got to a point a few years ago where I said, no, I'm gonna dippity deep dive into people very inspirational like Tony Robbins and these incredible thought leaders that help you work on your inner self so that way your little angel and your devil on your shoulder you have more of like the angel internal talk with you and that's big when you look in the mirror and what do you see when you look in the mirror are you criticizing yourself or are you saying you're a badass, let's do this. Not in a conceited way, but like giving yourself that sort of like confidence. Mm-hmm. And I've worked on that the past few years and I know you've known me a long time and I've come a long way even and you, I'm sure you can see that in mm-hmm. me now. And I'm so blessed and so grateful to have this mindset right now of, you know, everyone has flaws. Nobody's perfect. If you're searching for perfection, you need to work on yourself
0: well you've been through a lot too and you've overcame a lot so i think that's where a lot of the confidence is derived
1: yeah because i wake up and literally wake up and say hey amen i'm awake this is awesome here's another day what am i going to do to make it awesome
0: do you really think of that every day
1: i do i wake up with such a like blessed mindset I have people say, how are you a night person and a morning person? You're just an everyday person. I'm happy to be alive.
0: Because you were posed with threats that would have otherwise taken you out.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of sad to me sometimes, in all honesty, that it takes something so scary to shake people in the way that it shook me. I would love, seriously love, for everyone not to have to go through something scary or many things scary, and just get up and say, I'm really happy to be alive, and it's going to be a great day.
0: Well, that leads, it kind of segues very, very well into the conversation I had with Andy and Ilo the other podcast. Um, oh,
1: yeah, the guy in Nevada. Yeah, he's so awesome.
0: He's, um, he's been through a lot, and the his whole I mean he he thinks like that now and I'm sure that I didn't I don't I don't want to speak for him but he possibly thought like that to some degree before he had his accident but it was it was the accident that supercharged these thoughts into I'm grateful and I'm 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 blessed to be here etc and that he wants to make more of himself in that regard and a lot of times as humans we don't we take things for granted even though if we don't Think we do, or we're always in the in the, we're always focused in the real and the natural and in the moment. You're not. I mean, there are things that are gonna come your way that are gonna that are gonna sidetrack you, and you're gonna and you're gonna stop. You're not gonna think about being grateful all the time. You're not thinking about being appreciative all the time. You're just gonna you're gonna think about that, that in times that you reflect and you you know sit with yourself and you reflect about what you've been through or the circumstances that you've came out of. But that's not all day every day and. It's oftentimes because we're so, we live in this kind of first world country situation where everything is so easy to attain and we kind of live in a lap of luxury in in juxtaposition to most countries, it's easy to adopt it as normalcy and then we adopt it as normalcy. We don't think about anything else. And so sometimes things have to happen in order for us to understand how grateful we are and the position that we do hold in our lives and with others around us. And that's what happened with Andy. It's like I mean I'm not saying that that that's the only thing that caused him to think this way, but you know, it's one of the main things that supercharged him in this thought process and because he's he shouldn't have made it out that accident
1: no and he was blessed i literally i recant now driving to work one day when i was still bartending and i was commuting from santa maria california to solving california so it's a 30 minute drive on the 101 freeway and i got pinned between a car in front of me a car behind me and a car not yielding to allow me to merge onto the freeway and the only other alternative was i got forced off the road and i rolled off the freeway i literally skidded upside down in my car into the ice plant off of the freeway getting crushed into my car was able to climb out And just be like, I'm alive. Thank you, God. Mm. Like, seriously, I had angels surrounding me. And it was just in one of those moments where I was like, first thing I thought stupidly, my cell phone's like trapped in my car. My wheels are spinning upside down in the air as my car's upside down. I've got people helping me out of my vehicle. I asked one of the girls that ran me off the road to use her phone to call my job to say, I'm sorry, I don't know if I'm going to make it in. Well, why? I'm like, I'm looking at my car upside down on the freeway and they're like, you're worried about getting to work? I'm like, I was because you get so stuck in what you're supposed to do versus just living your life and appreciating your life and in that moment, stupidly, I wasn't even firstly appreciating being alive. It wasn't it was secondary. The, The first thing was Uh, what am I going to do about work? Then the second thing was, oh my God, I'm alive. Mm. This is crazy. And that was like another big pivotal moment for me where I was like, I guess the big guy upstairs finds me a little too amusing to let me come join just yet.
0: (laughs) How did that impact the rest of your life moving forward?
1: It actually changed a lot because I thought, Why am I doing this commute in the first place? Why am I just sticking to, I was bartending and I ended up still bartending at a couple bars, but it opened me up to the possibility of, of just doing anything I wanted to. And that's the nice thing. When you wake up and you're happy to be alive, you realize you're limitless and I know that now. I'm limitless. I could do anything I want to do. I'm currently in real estate right now, and yay, I'm licensed. Hey, congratulations! Excited. Thank you. So um, you can pivot. At any time, I think that one of the things we do in life is get stagnant. It can be in a relationship, it can be in a job, it could be in your family situation, it could be anything. Everyone just gets, not to say complacency isn't bad because it's nice when you find like a comfort spot and things are flowing and everything's good. But also, if it's not supporting you and it's not healthy and it's not conducive to your happiness, you can break away and you can do anything you want to do because you know what? It's your fucking life.
0: Okay. Let's talk about that. Okay. (laughs) Now you say that with so much conviction Mm -hmm. and you say with a sense of authority. Do you really think that anybody can do anything they want? I do. Okay. I want to play for the NBA. Do you think that with all of the practice at this age right now and my ability to not play basketball well, provided I am practicing every day, eight hours a day, if that's even a real thing, <laughs> do you think that I could get signed to the NBA?
1: I can actually tell you in all honesty, no, because the cutoff is age 24 and I know how old you are.
0: Okay. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's.
1: But if somebody were under the age of 24 you could and there's a really great movie that Adam Sandler just did based off of a true story What's it called? oh gosh now you're putting me on the spot I can't remember the name but it's really great it's on Netflix and it's Adam Sandler's most newest movie that just came out and it is
0: Uncut a- Gems no not that
1: one no oh gosh I'm so sorry but please everyone just Netflix <laughs> it Google it Google that shit people it's so good and it is about a guy on the cusp like at that age and he did have serious skill but the thing is like he grew up just playing ball like in the streets out in another country like from Germany or something didn't even well he did speak English Um and they featured I think Adam Sandler actually co-produced this with LeBron James mm. I could stand corrected Y'all can correct me later. Needless to say, it was great. And it had a lot of people playing themselves from the NBA. But if you applied yourself to go back to your questioning and you were within the age bracket, that's acceptable for the NBA. And you, it didn't matter about your height, but you asserted and you brought the skills and you brought your A game and you didn't give up and you acted like Kobe Bryant and you acted like the Michael Jordans and you dedicated yourself and you gave it your all. Somebody's going to, see that and recognize that
0: i really and and i'm to not not to denote what you just said because that is very inspirational And, and i don't mean that lightly like i really do like your speech right now that made me second guess but ultimately i always am going to default to what i believe and what i believe is people can't do anything they want You can only do what you're gifted in or your abilities are. Now, that's not to say that the fucking brain is so evolved and equipped to take on anything you put it through and navigate the course in in so much as uh, becoming the best version of that. But is that enough? Will that be enough to get you to that level that you see yourself at? I don't know. But I do know the brain is... Is far more complex and superior than we give it credit for or we understand current day. That being said, I'm kinda I'm kinda nebulous on that whole, well, I can if I apply myself, I can do it. Because I too agree that if you if you do apply yourself and sun up to sundown, that's all you live, sleep, and breathe, then I don't know, man. Maybe it is a possibility. However, there are things that I I I know that people are innately And have a proclivity towards, like they're innately wired to do, and they have a proclivity towards in life. And I think that that is the is that's the path that they should adopt. That's what they should cultivate far more than their what they what they're what they would a pipe dream, a pipe dream, or maybe albeit a weakness. Like to me, I I play basketball. I'm not a good dribbler. That's a weakness to me. Like that would, if you were to see me on the court and dribble a basketball and try to run dribbling a basketball, <laughs> I'm a klutz. I'm not coordinated. I'm not good at it. That would that would discredit me in um, in in all other avenues that I am good at. You would think you would look at me there as as that type of male's character on the court and be like, that guy sucks. And then it would take me out of the running and. Other avenues that you might think that... I, or you you wouldn't know that I'm good at. So, I don't think that that's... And I don't think humans should waste their time doing that shit. You know what I mean? Like, you can... But should you? That's a question. Even if the brain could adapt to what you're putting it through and orient itself in a very specific regard and get better and more efficient and refined at that specific pursuit, should you? Should you put your time in that?
1: I agree. And actually, I love that you just said that because people who are inclined to a specific skill set and they are passionate about it should pursue that. 100% because if you're not happy in what you're doing, you're not going to do a good job right. no matter what. And that is super important. If you have your pipe dreams and it's just out of realm of reality, then you need to come back down to reality and that's good, but you also shouldn't not give yourself the opportunity to give it a shot and try. Right. You know, like don't just be like it's never gonna happen and be like you're always me lost my daddy (laughs) you know (laughs) very true like give it a shot if it doesn't work it doesn't work you know maybe even give it a shot a second time and if it doesn't work then maybe it's not for you true and that's okay but when you find your passion and you're good at what you do and you love what you do and you're just just glowing and exceeding i say just give it everything
0: what do you think your passion is
1: loving people
0: i would agree with that but i would go i would go further and say your ability to make people feel important you're really good at that and Thank you. people that don't feel important already that's a major that's a major value that's a major, I, I guess I, I should say that's a, a very a very much of utility for them. You making them feel like they're worth something, they're valuable. And whether it's a, through a compliment or... I mean, yeah, you start with a compliment. Right? It does. And Compliments a compliment. go a long way. Mm-hmm.
1: They do. They really, really do. I like getting complimented. Who doesn't like getting complimented?
0: Mm-hmm. I think that... And, and also, it's... It's more so easier for, I think, a woman to compliment a woman or a man, but when you're a man, it's hard to compliment another man and another woman if they're not your, if you don't know them, they're not your friend. because women are always going to take it as they're trying to pick up pick up on them or hit on them, and then they automatically categorize you, and if that's not what you're trying to do, and then it puts you in that compartment, it's a, and maybe that person's maybe that man doesn't want to be in that compartment, he just wants to give a compliment. Um, but what's the worst that can happen if you give the compliment and you're compartmentalized is like, Oh, he's trying to pick up on me, but I, but he wasn't, who cares? I could be
1: a care and then ask for the manager. (laughs) So why is it that you're saying dudes are more reluctant to compliment another dude versus like. Ladies complimenting another lady because I know I'll I'll look at another female and I will love her shoes or I'll love her glasses or her lipstick color or her nails and I'll I will compliment. I don't have to know her from Adam or Eve and will and it. I know it brightens her day because if somebody did the same to me, it would brighten my day. Girls, I don't know if it's a girl code, but why is it that guys can't just be like, "Yo, bro." nice pecs (laughs) or I don't know I mean that's a little maybe a little too weird (laughs) but
0: men are predicated on competition so everything that a man does typically in life is, is all stemmed from competition so now in competition ego is very much present and it would be the reason to have that man decline a compliment to another man however a mood is a big player in all of this so let's take for example if you just got done with your workout and you're, and it was a really good workout and you, you cleared all kinds of numbers on your on your on your PRs, et cetera, and you did a really good, had a really good workout, and even though you're drained, you still feel like a heightened sense of accomplishment and et cetera, right? And another guy walks in and you're as you're leaving the gym, another guy walks in and he says, I'm hey, not saying anything to you. You just see him and you're like, and maybe you've known him a couple of times, you know of him or his, you've seen him in there a few times and you're like, hey man, you're looking really good. Right, there's no problem with that, and that's based on that 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 mood that that gentleman was in. It's probably a thing that gave him the impetus to even say anything in the first place. Because realistically, we're not givers of compliments, men. We don't really sh- freely give compliments. It's not to saying not to say that we shouldn't. I'm just saying that we typically don't look at it like that. We don't look at it. We don't look at our worth or or what we're. Or, or the value and compliments to other men, at least.
1: Like in need of acceptance.
0: Right. Because, if anything, we're the ones to tell the men, hey, you need to shape up, dude. Or you're fat, you need to get in shape. <laughs> like, this is something that men will all, will most likely dispense with, whereas you won't hear that from a woman, typically. You won't hear that from, a, or even a woman to another woman. You're not going to tell a woman she's fat. Mm-hmm. Right? So... Look, I mean, it's not to say that compliments aren't valid and they shouldn't be dispensed with, they should. They should be freely distributed, but that's just not how men operate because we're typically in a a competitive zone. It doesn't matter what it is, we're typically competing. And we're competing to be higher on the socioeconomical scale. We're we're competing to be the, the utmost male archetype that we can. I mean, that's all. These things are predicated on competition, so it doesn't doesn't mean that we shouldn't, like I said, give um, compliments. But when we do, we sort of we sort of take a subjugated position, and it's dependent on the compliment. But sometimes, see, I say that on the other end of my mouth. I'm going to say I feel good when I give a compliment to a man. I almost feel like. I am a level above when I give the compliment to a man because it, it solidifies my, my standard or solidifies my position as a male like you can't move me so much so that I'll give you this compliment and I still stay in the same position let me give you an example if I'm talking to a female and she shows me a picture of this man she's talking to and he's good-looking I'll say, oh, he's a handsome male. Like that doesn't have. I'm not. I'm not saying he's handsome. Like, oh, I don't think I am. I want to give you. Th- I want to say. <laughs> I,
1: just, <All> right.
0: <laughs> I just. I'm a confident male, and that's the reason why I'm distributing with that type of that piece of uh, of. I'm vocalizing that so. I guess I'm talking on both sides of my fucking mouth right now because I think that that you can give compliments and still stay you know have have your stance as a male but I think that also most males don't compliment because they don't want to give the the off tense that they they are they're submissive
1: gosh and that goes back to like your feminine males versus you know masculine female sort of thing and the traits that predominantly are you know, present, right? And that's I know it's just like rawr, It's like lion status over there. So I will say this: <laughs> men talk. Men,
0: men, will think to themselves nine times out of ten before they dispense with the compliment. Whereas
1: women, it's just like autonomous. it's verbal diarrhea. Like yes, automatically. Ah, like, like, oh, yes. Like, where'd you get your purse? Mm-hmm. Before you even think it, you're just like. Right, right. <laughs> me.
0: Men think twice before they say something. Even if it's something that seemingly is very general, they'll think twice before they say it to another man.
1: I think it's just good for people to know, like in relationships in general, the way that women think versus the way a man thinks
0: they're very different
1: very, very different <laughs> I've been reading books I've immersed myself in podcasts because I'm trying to wrap my head around you <laughs> well and that's really
0: honorable that you even do that because I want to well you're well and are you trying to attract a man
1: I'm trying to understand so I can be the best partner for right. somebody that I can possibly be and I think that's important I don't think enough people do that
0: right On both ends of the spectrum. Absolutely. But men know that they have to know how women operate in order to recruit the male. Or I'm sorry, the female. A female just has to really look pretty to attract the man. And then once they get the date... Then they have to be, they have to showcase the elements of being supportive, submissive, cooperative, feminine, etc. Nurturing. Because obviously we look to you as somebody who can take care of our children and our household. Right? As long as we provide and we protect. Because those are our main, the main character traits that you look for. You look for safety, refuge, protection, provision. Okay.
1: 100. Like security, feeling safe with somebody is of absolute like essence essential Mm -hmm. it is and yeah i i don't care if it's man woman 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 man man like you whoever your partner is you want to feel safe with someone that is big and if you can do all the things to get to a comfort level where you feel safe with someone i think it's important i also think it's important to like i mentioned you know do a little research and
0: do a lot of research
1: do a lot yeah not just a little a lot I dip it deep dive like my podcasts are in my ear every morning while I'm at the gym and I'm just like racking my brain with this stuff and just taking it all in saying how am I going to be a better person how am I going to be receptive how am I going to help be more understanding because people are different we, we are all very different but you know male brain female brain
0: mm-hmm.
1: I want to I want to know more
0: Like I said, that's honorable and it's admirable because most females just exist. They'll just exist and they'll say, well, you take me as I am. Well, that's absurd because I know that for me to attract you, I have to meet certain requirements. Right? I have to be a provisionary. I have to protect. I have to be I have to obviously promote a certain type of lifestyle status. I have to promote a certain type of bravado, or else you're not gonna be attracted to me.
1: Exactly. And girls are just like, oh, I'll just go spread my legs. Like no, it's it's not that. You've gotta be like you'd, like you said, you've gotta show that you're nurturing, that you're providing, that you could be motherly. It's not just about the childbearing hips and the Coca-Cola bottle. It helps however <laughs> it, it has to be more it really has to be a lot more it's got to be a, an understanding like hey you came home you had a hard day let me rub your shoulders you might not want to talk about it and you don't have to talk about it I'll, I'll just be here for you mm-hmm. and maybe if you just need me to not be here at the moment I can just not be here that's fine too right
0: because that's giving a man peace Mm -hmm. and that's what men search men are so stupid simple
1: (laughs) no it's amazing like you can lay with a man well not you in particular but like say I'm laying with a man and you know maybe I'll have an intimate moment and be like what are you thinking about right now and the man will be like fucking nothing (laughs) (laughs) and it's literally
0: nothing (laughs) nothing
1: like nothing at all out of nothing at all (laughs) There's
0: nothing (laughs) And sometimes we <laughs> can't
1: understand that And they're trying to get an answer out of us And we don't, I don't have an answer no. for you It's nothing And I accept that now Now knowing and learning I'm like sometimes It just isn't It's not like the girl brain That's yeah. Like a gazillion miles a fucking minute No
0: It's really, really simple in, in the sense that we just want peace We want food We want sex
1: Just that's to real. be loved
0: It's very primitive Very primitive You know we're very Very much mammalian in that regard and I mean, I guess it. I guess that sort of can stand for, or that can sort of give the illustration of like, oh, you're a pig or whatever. Well, fuck it. That's what we want, man. That's, that's
1: what that we mean, want. A pig. And,
0: well, that's what most some women will see that as. Like, well, you want you want sex, food, and peace. Yeah, <laughs> really? you know I mean? but that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's the truth. I just. I don't care about anything else because I'm I'm trying to become something. I'm not asking you to become something with me. I'm trying to become something so that you don't have to become shit. So that I can just take care of you. And look, if you want to start a fucking lash business or a hair do hair on site, whatever. But you don't have to. That's my main goal. Is to provide so heavily that you don't have to do shit. But focus on raising our children and keeping the household nurtured in, in a very... Um, I guess nurturing the household. And taking care of me in that regard when I'm home. Because I take care of you when I'm outside. And I'm doing whatever I need to do to make... the To, to create this lifestyle for us. That's it. I mean, some women would hear that and they'd be like that's chauvinist or that's um, sexist or whatever that's life
1: life is sexist man I mean that's just really the it reality it can of. be it definitely can be I mean we're dealing with hardwired um, like hormones pheromones all of those things like
0: all the moans you've
1: the moans mm-hmm. uh, yeah <laughs> so sorry that was bad um, excuse me it, it, it is it is like actual neurological chemistry yeah. like within your body people are hardwired certain ways and you've got your dopamine and all of that stuff so yeah no it is definitely a thing i just know i'm working on understanding more of everyone and everything because i don't want to be closed-minded and what i can do to just be a better person and be understanding be the best I can for people do
0: you think that you absorb so much you lose yourself in the process in terms of the way you
1: naturally think not at all good I find myself in nature and that that is a huge thing for me I have to take my time as you know like I go out hiking I go out um kayaking i want to be out on the ocean i take myself to the beach after work i go take my jogs or my walks like it is important for me to have my time to make sure i stay centered and i don't think enough people give themselves that intermission you need that break between oh let's just like race from work let's go race to get the kids from little league let's go to the grocery store let's go plan meals let's do this but when are you honestly taking time for you i schedule time in for me and before we even started recording i was talking to you about my self-care saturdays and self-care sundays people don't give themselves that time and i give myself that i penciled in you want a calendar here's your time blocking it is on my calendar i'm taking time for me whether it's doing my nails doing my toes you know just doing the full-blown ladiescaping you know you boys do your manscaping and full hair blow out and do my lashes grow until toss my hair back um just making sure i'm taking care of myself and putting myself as a priority i don't think enough people give themselves enough self-love and i've made that important to me
0: so self-love is characterized by doing those certain things
1: yeah giving myself the peace giving myself time away from everything to detach get quiet get meditation whether it's reading a book being out in nature which i prefer and i'll read a book out in nature um just not dealing with the kids in that moment give myself an hour and say you know what now i can go and be a better person after working and Not thinking about work, not picking up the phone, not responding to a text message and just like detaching and saying, I love this. Be present. This is awesome. You know, life is beautiful. When's the last time somebody, I, I feel bad for people that don't live by an ocean because we're so spoiled here. Like looking out at the ocean, we're so blessed. It's gorgeous and it's humbling how vast it is and as I look out at the ocean Justin I have to tell you it's resonating in my mind over and over and over again I'm like this is just like so vast and I am so minuscule in the greater scheme of life I'm but a fleck of sand and I'm blessed to even be that little fleck in this magical creation that we have in this world
0: can I tell you how I think about that
1: yes please
0: when I look out into the ocean (laughs) and I look and and I look out into if I'm hiking or something which is never but if I ever have hiked I am I am I'm trying to get my words correct I, I can't I guess I can't dwell in a moment I do not Receive whatever beauty's in front of me, albeit nature, the ocean. Cause I just don't care that much, and I and everything like people say a lot of the time, enjoy. Just enjoy. That word means nothing to me because enjoy only means to me I'm doing it. I'm just doing it. I'm not enjoying is something that you would I guess. In the way that I'm wired in my head, I don't understand joy, enjoy. I don't understand relax. I don't know what that means. I can't just relax. I'm just present and I'm present not doing shit. And I guess if that's relaxation, that's relaxation. Enjoy, enjoy food, whatever. I'm not the person that just tries to understand when the food hits my palate what all the flavors are. I just fucking eat. <laughs> and... And even when it's looking out in the ocean... Like, you made that very beautiful illustration of the ocean. I don't look at myself as a peon in this regard. Although I am a peon in terms of the, you know, life itself. I just look at the ocean as... Oh, that's the ocean. Whatever. I don't care. I don't care if the day is beautiful or not. I don't even look at a day being beautiful. I just look at it being it's sunny or it's rainy, or it's cold, or it's overcast, whatever. It just is. That's all. It just is. It's not any adjective that's, you know, tethered to whatever the day is, or the whatever that picture is, or whatever a moment I'm immersed in. It just is. And I guess, you know, I would always hear people say, Oh, it's a gorgeous day. I had this one friend that would say that shit all the time. She'd say, oh, it's such a gorgeous day. And I hated that because I just don't understand how you could just... It's just What do you mean gorgeous? It's just a day. Or just, it's the same as yesterday. It's fucking Wednesday. <laughs> Tuesday was the same shit, woman. The same thing. And I guess I take for granted where we live.
1: Mm-hmm. But...
0: I honestly don't think if I lived in Seattle I would be any different. I would just say, it's raining. It's raining again. It's raining again. Or it's sunny. I wouldn't even if I didn't see the sun for fifty six days I wouldn't be like, oh it's beautiful today. My uh, mind doesn't think that way. I just think, oh it's nice, it's sunny, it's different, it's different. It is what it is and I keep going.
1: You're like, it's the calendar. It's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I Maybe mean, that's because that's Sunday. my
0: dumb reptilian brain as a man <laughs> thinking it's just, is. it's just, uh, it's black or it's white. That's yeah. it.
1: Yeah, you've told me before, you're like, there's not really a gray matter. It's black or white. Uh, yeah,
0: and uh, well, yeah, there isn't gray most of the times, right? But then there are sometimes, uh, this is another time where I'm going to talk out both ends of my mouth. There are, there are certain things circumstances in life that you have to see the gray in. There just mm-hmm. is gray. There are exceptions to the rule. There just is, you know, like there's, there's biases, you know, one way or the other. I don't think we as humans cannot adopt the black and the white without possible times of gray as well. It just exists. It's it, not a bad thing that it exists. You know, one thing that people coin bad is anxiety. Anxiety is super bad. I would argue that anxiety can be a good thing sometimes. Sometimes it can be a good thing. And sometimes it's necessary. Because even if you don't have levels, you should be anxious about certain things that fucking matter in life. And certain things that are valuable in your life. You should be a little bit anxious over them. I would argue that if you're not anxious over those little valuable important things, then there's something wrong with you. You need to have some level of anxiety based on things that are important and valuable in your life because those things that are valuable and important, they're scarce. There's a reason why things are valuable, it's because they're scarce. So if something's scarce, it's of automatic more value to you. And you, you assume that with more you you could you assume that certain thing as more valuable. But if it's just abundant, it doesn't matter. You can get it here, you can get there and get it anywhere. But because it's, it's not abundant and you put, you put an importance around it, it's valuable to you. It's scarce. And things that have that type of sentiment tethered to them should absolutely be requisite of having a little bit of anxiety around it as well. Because you're trying to protect it. You're trying to nurture it. You're trying to make it the best of what it could be.
1: I could see that I could wholeheartedly see that I like the way that you just wrap that all around because anxiety I think has such a a negative connotation attached to it these days and so heavily medicated as well I know I suffer from anxiety and like insomnia because of the anxiety but (laughs) strapped to a ticking time bomb right now like not anxiety but heart condition but with my heart condition it gives me the sense of anxiety it causes me to like have my heart race and me feel like oh my God, I'm gonna die. And I feel like this world today, everyone's on edge. Like it's always, oh my God, I'm gonna die, so to speak. But when it comes to things of importance and scarcity, like you just mentioned, it does put more value to things. And you do then say, all right, well, let me kick into high gear and actually take care of this thing that is of higher value versus something that is well abundant. And in certain cases, it could be. Let's not get anxiety over social media because you can just be on your phone every day throughout the day and tick-a-talking and Instagramming and whatever you're going to do. And that's just so readily accessible versus something that you actually do value when someone is like, you know, I really need you right now. And it gives you the feels of the in-between the white and the black and you're in the gray matter.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because things are important in life. Things are not all of life should just be well, whatever it is whatever it is. Like there are things that are very important you put a precedence on, and that's on purpose. Like you, there are things that, like I'm i I'm a firm believer, and you should always be grading yourself. I'm always grading myself. And it's one thing that, yes, it leads to massive frustration and massive letdown at times, but I would rather be climbing the ladder and trip a few times or even scale down completely to have to work back up again that ladder than never climb the ladder at all. That's very important to me. So, yes, you're going to trip and you're going to fucking fall a little bit, but fuck, it's it's in juxtaposition to you not ever climbing the ladder and seeing where it could take you. Horrific. Amen. Horrific. So... Look, when you grade yourself, it sucks. Well, I'm, I grade myself on everything. I grade myself in conversations. I grade myself on how I'm doing in my business. I grade myself on my podcast. I grade myself right now in the conversations that I'm having with you and what words I choose to distribute, etc. Always grade myself and it's a constant feedback. Good, bad, good, bad, good. And so if there are more bads and goods, I'm like, fuck. And I feel like, I almost feel like I failed. But that's a good thing at times because only do I want to get better on those fails. I want to get better. But if I never, ever encounter them, and if I never had started doing this, little podcast here and I never had started the fitness business I never started a personal I never started working out go back boom 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 to just being a nothing burger and doing shit and just existing and thinking that something's going to materialize from just the, the 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 existence of who I am is preposterous yeah. ridiculous so I do these things in an effort That something happens from them. And if nothing, well, I guess it was just enough. It was good enough to bleed time away with. But I'd rather try my hand at something. Climb the ladder than never. And and, and fail in the process and and trip or miss a step or whatever. than never climb at all, man.
1: Amen. That's exactly it. Give it a try. You never know unless you try. And then just keep going. And keep excelling and keep striving to just be a better person today than you were yesterday.
0: Yeah, and it's very 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 fractional in terms of the the evolution and how you know how this thing is going to evolve and it's going to take years and years and you know they like to put that metric of 10,000 hours on mastery, complete mastery over something. And I don't know if I 100% agree with that because you could be 10,000 hours into something and just operating in the way that you operated at hour 50 or hour 1 through 50. So you never really evolve throughout the process. At 10,000 hours you have a lot of experience, okay, but do you really can you really can you really sit under the umbrella of self-mastery in that regard in that particular venture that you that you put 10,000 hours into when you never really leveled up in the process. Do you just naturally level up in the process with 10,000 hours of accrual? I don't know. I know that if I'm not continuously trying to be better and grading myself throughout the process of one hour to 10,000 hours, then I'm not going to become better. I need to continuously grade myself throughout the process in order for me to see well, I'm not doing well over here. I need, to, I need to make this better. I need to learn more about this. I need to put more of my time in this avenue, etc. But if I'm just doing, does that really make me a master at 10,000 hours when I have those accru- hours accrued?
1: It makes you a robot. Right. And have- you can't be better for anybody else around you. You like you you have to continue to want to improve, to want to learn, to want to excel. Because do you want to just be stagnant? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean complacency. Like I said, being complacent is good if you're happy, but then you're not living up to your full potential, and you can always learn more, do more, be more.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and that takes.
1: And you've done it. You've totally proven that with what you do it. Oh my gosh, that. look at what you've done. You've got this podcast now. You've got your whole fitness business. You have come a long way, like what you were just saying. And you should give yourself a pat on the back. Never. Never, never
0: until I've made it. And even then, I don't think I'll pat my, belt, my, my back.
1: Sometimes it's okay to have a day to say, I made it. You're doing great
0: oh no, well, I appreciate that <laughs> That's, that day is not today um, not today m- maybe, it's,
1: no. maybe it'll
0: come <laughs> maybe it'll come I've had, I've had people say that same thing to me in just different ways but they say the same they have this, it's the same theme it's like you know it's you should thank yourself for whatever you have accomplished and I'm like That's one of those things where... Because I can't see the beauty in the ocean... Or the beauty in nature... I just can't see the... I can't see the validity in that yet. I can't. I just can't. It's not... I I still think of myself as... As on the base level... and And not really have... Accrued anything. I still think of myself that way. Regardless of how other people see me... I still think of myself as nothing. And haven't done shit yet. Until something... Really just measurable happens I still think of myself as and I don't I don't say that by the way I don't say that to try to self-willingly subjugate my position to let you have empathy on me etc no I really think that and you can I have said this in multiple conversations with family members with my best friend etc I still think of myself on that level and until something ridiculously measure like of When a preposterous measure happens, then I might see it as something different or see myself as something different, but right now, absolutely not. And that's just, and I think that's the hunger that I need to keep going. If I was to dabble in any kind of, whoa, I got another thousand followers or then I would become more comfortable and more complacent, but there's a reason why I don't look at metrics. There's a reason why I don't look at analytics. There's a reason why I don't pay attention to those things because they don't ultimately have the final say at the end of the day. I do. And so because I don't look at those things and I stay focused on a specific aim and I don't let those things mock me up in the process because they will, because I am an empath to some degree, I don't want to dispense or rather receive those types of Either accolades or critiques. Doesn't matter. Because I want to just focus on the job at hand. And this is the job of, or quote unquote the pursuit at hand. I can't get side, sidetracked. Because if I do, I'm fucked.
1: I'm still going to tell you you should congratulate yourself.
0: Of course you would because you're a feminine woman. And that's what, <laughs> that's what women do. That's what women do to their men. Regardless if I'm your man or not. Because I'm, I'm not obviously. But that's what feminine women do. They support the men
1: well I support my friends in general whether you're a man, woman or whatever you decide, maybe you're an ass clown I don't care, I'll still support you if
0: I was an ass clown I would hope that you would say you're an ass clown you need to straighten your life out dude
1: stop being an ass clown yes, that
0: is not acceptable you're not hey, acceptable hey kids, want to see my butt puppet? no yeah, exactly. <laughs> i mean it's there are things that are not acceptable to be as a human being it's just not if you especially if you aspire to be anything of of importance or leave a legacy behind then no it's not acceptable to be just anything and you shouldn't in that regard pat yourself on the back you don't deserve it yet it's 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 analogous to somebody that's 350 pounds coming to me to go into weight train and and lose body fat. And they want to lose weight, body fat, I want to build muscle, etc. Then they ask me when their when their cheat meal is gonna be. It's like motherfucker, you don't deserve a cheat meal. you've been doing no, your entire life. Yeah, no more No, no more cheating, you're done. You've had so many years of cheating. So we are now on the journey of recomping what you fucking what you've essentially created, which is this fucking mess. We have to I have to now recomp you out of that fucking mess. So no 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 there are no cheat meals. You tell you deserve one, which is okay, you deserve one, you were better lose hundred pounds for you deserve your next cheat meal. Exactly. But I would argue by then they don't want a cheat meal because they've reformed their mental space and the behaviors that associate themselves with producing shit that they don't even want to have a cheat meal because they think that at that point that might derail them good good for you Exactly. You've, you've now established a better behavior a new more productive behavior to operate on and now you're right that would derail you possibly especially if you have um, especially if you are you have addictions or, or, or I'm sorry addictive properties rather and they fall you back into that kind of that old precept of ah, I need to get McDonald's again I need to you know and you want a fucking binger so we don't want that so but anyway that's getting off topic I'm just saying that people that have I guess ruined themselves to the point where they're so far behind what they could be in life they do not deserve even any small little goals shouldn't deserve a pattern but you
1: should keep going yeah well reward yourself with something that's um, supportive of your goals Correct. not something that debilitates you and makes you fall back into bad patterns Mm. of behavior yeah, and just and change the whole way of thinking and say, you know what? I'd rather go get a green juice. My favorite, if anybody wants to get me some, is Victoria's Secret from Vert Juice in Grover Beach. Um, <laughs> shout out, Vert. And uh, needless to say, like, instead of the McDonald's sausage McMuffin with egg, you know, like, I, you, you change. I know they are kind of tasty so and good. greasy and gut balmy. But that's a no. No, we go for the virtues, the Victoria's Secret green stuff versus the McDonald's. Yes. And, and then you look forward to those things. You start looking forward to the better, good, healthier options and it doesn't even have to be limited to food just lifestyle choices in general
0: yeah because you what happens is you retrain your mind to think differently about foods even if you've had kind of abusive type tendencies or thoughts with bad foods and you retrain i don't know if how much factual evidence there to support this but i believe that you retrain the gut microbiome to believe something different or to want crave something different so again i don't know if that's factual or there's any evidence support that but i've learned that when i stop cheat meals and I just eat my regular foods all the time and look I haven't done that since competition days but when I did do that I realized that I wasn't craving anything at least for a few weeks because then you get to a point where you're so depleted that your body just wants food in general and you go into a a different type of mindset now you're just now you're having to forcefully stave off your cravings because you have a certain goal in mind and you need to complete and finish that goal and that goal is to get super fucking shredded if it's purposes of competition or a photo shoot or whatever but if you adopt a lifestyle of specific way of eating that that serves you, and you don't have any cravings on and you adhere to easily then and there are there are approaches to fit to nutrition that can absolutely give you that uh, or be that remedy for you in terms of not craving anything but finding that is tough you know and but it does exist like i have meal prep company shout out to MegaFit fit meals and they i get 12 meals a week and they deliver them to me to my doorstep and it it obviously avoids me of, of having to meal prep or anything like that and these meals are so tasty but i know they're good for me But they're so tasty that I don't really crave anything outside of it. Except for when I get to my cheat day or cheat meal on Sunday, Friday or Sunday, I'll typically do a cheat meal.
1: And is that like all the Domino's pizza you
0: want? It's like whatever the fuck. It's whatever I want. And uh, it's a lot of it, too. Like, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty much a binger it's a man it's a binger I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know uh, uh, attenuate it any anything that it's not or any to any degree that it's not it definitely is a very much a binger um, because it's sweets it's salty it's all the good stuff but it's one meal, but it's a big meal. It's like spanning over like three hours. Do you
1: not hurt the next day after doing that, though? Does your gut not just like scream at you and relegate you to the bathroom?
0: No. <laughs> you know what? what's funny is that everybody asks me that, that knows that I partake in this type of eating, like binger once a week. And I don't, I guess I've adapted to it so, so effectively that I don't now, I wake up and I just feel... It's like a food hangover. Okay. But I don't feel like I can't operate. And I don't feel like I don't want to get out of bed. I, I do look bloated, and I look a little bit like a blowfish. But it's, one, it's okay, worth hoodie. it. Yeah, exactly. One, it's worth it. And two, I know what it's going to feel like because i felt it for so many, so many, so many, so many years. This is the way I've been operating for so many years. And the only way that I wouldn't do it is if I was getting severely out of conditioning like my body fat was raising and or I was getting ready for another competition but I have no plans to compete so
1: you're done with that
0: yeah it just is what it is now Now I just that's it's like my fun little day or, or a few hours to eat whatever and um I see like what the rock eats and uh what's no. his
1: diet like it's, <laughs> the,
0: it, his diet is probably similar to mine or anybody else by that body builds you eat clean six days of the week and then now one day where either it's a full-fledged cheat day or it's one big gargantuous meal and
1: Time to is, eat a dinosaur?
0: This <laughs> yeah, is, is, uh, is, is pretty crazy. Um, I could definitely throw competition to it.
1: Definitely. Nice.
0: And I don't say that with any kind of like... <laughs>
1: is the rock listening
0: yeah, okay. like I hope he's fucking listening awesome. that would be awesome he's not though um, but you are uh, know I definitely could could throw a comparison and, and, and because but I'm an eater he's probably just an eater you know there, I know a lot of bodybuilders that are, that
1: are okay yes. with one talk up
0: yeah but I know bodybuilders are okay with one meal like in and out two double doubles fries and a shake and that's it and they're good I'm like that's an appetizer for me that would be an, a fucking appetizer.
1: Oh, I couldn't even finish that in the course of, like, two days. Really? Really. I have to eat, like, micro meals. I, I know, like, not on this particular episode, but in an informative interview, we discussed my Crohn's disease. So mm-hmm. having Crohn's, I have to, like, microdose myself. So it's, like, smaller meals, smaller increments at the time of eating. I always feel terrible that um, I normally don't finish my plate unless I'm super hungry and I haven't eaten any little micro meals throughout the course of the day and I have like the one glorified meal at the end of the day and then I'll hoover it like a vacuum and then I'll go to bed and feel great until four o'clock in the morning when it's time to get up and go to the gym and hate my existence <laughs> so okay I take it back not every day do I wake up saying I love life because the Very mornings good. that I do that I am literally hating yes. existence because I'm like get out of my belly and I'm, I'm just like wanting to I don't know just live with what my friends and I affectionately now have named John John my bathroom
0: Oh you're
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh yeah, I'm reunited with John and it feels so good.
0: You know, (laughs) I I love that you just said that because here's why. You gave me a dose of what reality is. And on social media in general, for people that, you know, iterate how they're you know, different things in their life or whatever It's very easy to default to the positive or brainwash yourself into thinking that there's only positive. I don't know what world you live in, but this world is shit for the most part. 90% of everything is shit. 10%. Heart monitor. Right, right. (laughs) 10% (laughs) is good. Yeah. So for you to kind of not give any energy to the bad when that's really what cultivates who you are and can if you use it to your benefit right there's ways that you can use it to your benefit but for you not to even for you not to even um recognize that's a, that that exists that's that's a fault on your end because that's reality like that's what we live and breathe every day so i understand circumventing yourself in a positive to a positive degree out of the shit existence that we live in and i don't mean it's all shit but you know there are a lot of bad things that are going in the world a lot of qu- but then again this is a really good time to live mm-hmm. in terms of you know juxtaposition to what we've been through in the past or what our ancestors etc have been through in the past but so with that being said i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of bad things that exist nowadays and there's a lot of bad things that cause you to derail your otherwise positive or rather neutral thought process when I say neutral I mean you're not positive you're not negative you're just kind of you're on a, a leveled frequency and you're operating on that level frequency in life but for you not to even understand recognize that they exist I don't I don't know who that is that's how a person is that that's not realistic right. not at all and so I'm you said just a very that. real human being and I love that I love that you said that because you were saying that you know, every day you get up, you most days you get up and you say that, you know, oh, I'm so glad to be alive. And like I, I understand that. Yes. That might come as an afterthought
1: after the <laughs> but day. It's like, oh my God, okay, I'm not feeling so great exactly. today. Uh, but how am I gonna overcome it? I exactly. guess is what happens. And yes, I'm happy to be alive because what's the alternative? <laughs> Did. <laughs> right,
0: right.
1: Yeah. So, no, we're all real. I mean, some days are just going to be shit days. Like, you've had a shit day. We've had a shit day. Some of those days are going to happen. And some days can kick rocks. But for the most part, I can shake it off pretty quickly because I'm I'm just happy. I'm happy to have you as a friend. I'm happy to be here and blessed on your podcast. I'm happy to share any aspect of inspiration for people that might not be feeling like they can tough through it. If I can tough through it with a freaking heart halter on my chest and dealing with Crohn's disease and all sorts of crazy things, like, I know everyone can, too. You, mm. you can just do it. It's not always going to be gravy, baby. But, yeah. Um, just know it's okay to be human we're all fucking human
0: Mm. yeah I don't um, I don't understand the I don't understand the positive pretense I should say I guess I should say to people that I don't I guess I, I, I understand I should say this I don't respect it Because it's not reality. When you don't endorse the negative with the positive, you're not endorsing being a human being. It's one thing to say to live on one rock. But life is not on one rock. We're toggling between two rocks constantly. And for you not to recognize that there is another rock that exists that you hop to and fro from, you're not being 100% authentic.
1: Oh, I, I love the analogy, actually, between the two rocks. I think that most people do toggle. We all suffer with, and I wouldn't say suffer, but struggle at times with the negative and the positive side. I just so happen to try and, not try, but I do, I choose the positive and it's a choice
0: how do you how do you go about your day when things are not starting off right
1: oh boy i have cried i have had days just even earlier this week i had a day that was exceptionally just emotionally draining and it got to my negative side that if we're using the analogy of the two rocks and toggling between the negative and the positive i was on that negative rock and i have a very nice support system of friends and certain confidants that I was able to go to and have a shoulder to cry on, and literal tears coming down my face. And it wasn't hard. Or it was hard, but it wasn't hard to go to somebody for help because I'm at a point where I have created this great support system with people that are accepting and loving and don't judge me and are the people that help keep me in this positive atmosphere that I'm in so that I don't stay on negative rock, so to speak. And so I can put most of my energy on positive rock. And I had to have a good cry. Sometimes you just got to cry it out sometimes you just gotta feel I literally went to my best friend's house and said I well, wanna go shoot something and break shit <laughs> give me a gun and do you have dishes I can go break right now because I was I was on fire this girl was on fire and the moment I had my good cry and I got it out I felt better again because I got it out and then I woke up and I was like you know what I'm happy to be alive let's go not deal with this bullshit today and let's make it better so yeah i get the toggle and it it is impossible humanly impossible to just be like oh i'm on cloud nine i'm perfect and life is perfect yes i love unicorns so much and i love rainbows and i love butterflies and i love everything beautiful and i like to think that i fart those but let's be real no i don't (laughs) however we all have moments it's how you choose to deal with the moments True. And so, I don't spend my time on negative rock.
0: Beautiful. Do you want to know how men deal with that? How? They suppress it.
1: See, and that's not healthy.
0: Um, okay. But if it weren't for the suppression, men wouldn't be who they are.
1: I could see that.
0: Okay. Life doesn't wait for us to get over shit. We have to keep producing. Let me give you an example. Most households are upstanding because of the male's income, right? So does a man, when he wakes up, if he feels like shit or feels like the world's against him, does he have the opportunity to not go to work? He doesn't, especially if that household is living paycheck to paycheck and everything is riding on him to support for his children, his wife, etc., He just has to go. He just has to do it and he has to suppress it in the process. So there is no, I can go to my friend and he can, and I would argue that even if he did go to his friend, if his friend is a masculine man as well, he's going to say, what the fuck are you doing? Don't fucking cry. Oh no. (laughs) Yeah. But see, men and women are different. Yeah. And the way that they deal with life is different. And I'm not saying that's my position currently. Like, I don't have... I clearly don't have a family and a child that I'm taking care of. But I understand the way that my dad lived. I understand the way that I I saw. I saw that every day for years growing up in my household. I know that my dad didn't have good days. Most days were shit, especially running a business. So I know that my dad just had to be. He didn't have time to think. He just had to be and keep doing. And that is the massive disparity between men and women. Men do not grow from that advice. That's a great summary of how women should be. But that is not applicable to men. And if that man is to operate on that on with that type of understanding, he's gonna get rocks thrown at him from other men. Mm. And that even worsens the situation. So you see it's the it's the whole it's this is all predicated on he needs to suppress his current position if it's not good and deal with it all simultaneously whilst building it to be better. So he does that because that's the best form of him continuing his life. Otherwise,
1: he'll blow his brains out. And see, you do see things like that, unfortunately. Unfortunately. People that just, like, can't handle that. And, I mean, I'm... I'm the single mom. I have to be the male and the female in the family. And I am the breadwinner. And I am the only person paying the rent, paying the bills, bringing the income, and have to compose and keep myself together. Mm. So there are times, yeah, there are a lot of times. And I just had this discussion with one of my best friends just this morning where I suppress things and put them what I like to call the Hurt Locker they go down in the hurt locker because there are certain things that just don't need to come up and upset me anymore. Because when you give attention and value to something, that's exactly it. So there are certain things that do not deserve attention or value. I agree. Yep. Goes in the hurt locker.
0: Well, and that is that way with you because there isn't a male counterpart currently. Correct. So you have to develop some sort of masculine traits to keep going in life and keep providing for your for your kids or else you all are out on the street. And that's clearly right. not going to be an option for you. No. Well, you don't want that obviously to be an option. So you do what you need to do in the process to mitigate that specific situation from happening.
1: I will protect and provide 100%. Yeah. Yes. The,
0: the best thing also is... Have a male counterpart that takes on that responsibility.
1: That would be nice.
0: <laughs> Where do you see yourself in that regard?
1: Like relationships. Like are, are you
0: looking? Are you vetting certain men out? What are you doing?
1: Oh my god, am I getting put on blast? You are. I'm seeing someone right now. Good for you. Thank you. So does
0: this male have promise? Yes. Good.
1: I'd like to think so. What, and what, I'm picky. What
0: gives him promise to you?
1: along the lines of what we're talking about the masculine um he's a man's man and he if we're talking structurally is fit which for me it's not a prerequisite for everyone but for me yes because i'm a very physical athletic outgoing person that's important to me and he has those physical attributes but aside from that and his gorgeous blue eyes, um, he acts as a provider. Not that I'm asking for it, but here's a meal or let me walk you to your car or let me, you know, hold your hand or open your door. And I think that that's really far and few between especially with the younger generations right now and what I consider polite etiquette and what I expect that you just get a lot of this mm, and no and it's hard to just kind of explain but I, I just feel like proper politeness has gone by the wayside so this person in general right now is very polite and I appreciate that I think It goes a very long way.
0: You're talking about chivalry,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. Chivalry is not dead. I I feel like it actually is dying, I should say. I feel like it is dying and it shouldn't be dead.
0: Yeah, it's definitely fading out, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that it should. And it doesn't mean that you still can't operate on that metric of being chivalrous.
1: Women want this. We do. I really am so attracted to that.
0: Well, I agree with that. And I think that the feminine women value chivalry. Mm -hmm. And as a man, if you want a feminine woman, then you're going to want to dispense with that type of chivalry because it's only going to win you points with her. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: and he's it, won so many brownie points. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna keep you.
0: <laughs> that's oh, that's such a good quality in a man is to because by him walking you to your car it's like his way of protecting you. Mm-hmm. By him, you know, giving you a meal right now, it's his way of providing for you. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that he couldn't do it in in, in a more of a, a heightened uh, dynamic, but he does what he can now. But those are, these all attributes of being, of having those well-established qualities that make him a man. So, yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: You don't even realize those little things are so valuable and so important, but they are to me at least. And everyone's likes, tastes, necessities are going to be entirely different. But for me personally, yeah, no, that's very important to me. Yeah,
0: exactly. Well, and like, it's just important to me to have a woman that's not combative not disagreeable and not argumentative except not competitive those are all masculine character traits i don't want nothing to do with that shit
1: i might get a little competitive when it comes to sports and games
0: <laughs> well, yeah but that's not the same as like competing in the regard of um in the masculine space like for jobs and trying to be uh, the breadwinner etc competing in terms of monetary accruement those are different that's what i mean by being competitive
1: that because that almost emasculates a man
0: absolutely yeah absolutely and men want to feel like they're like they're dependent for something
1: and i love that I, i want someone to like wrap their arms around me in a bear hug and make me feel protected like that is so amazing not to say i don't have my own protection and can hold down the fort in my house but knowing that there would be a strong, able man to be like, no, I've got this, babe, is really important to me.
0: Absolutely. And he should be the one to confront the threat. Yes. All the time. You know, even if you're well-abled, it doesn't matter. It's, it's not your job. It's not your duty. You're, the man is, has a duty to protect the woman, even if he is a pussy. You know? <laughs> even if he is. He has that obligation to do it no matter what. Now, it's up to you if you adopt as the man if you adopt that responsibility and you have the choice of not of doing it or not but look I mean
1: why would you throw your woman out there to go and get shot or killed or raped like no
0: no way and the kind of man that you're describing he I'm sure he's not that way he's gonna take it on no matter what whether or not he needs you to he whether or not you're able or not he's going to protect you in that regard he's going to take the forefront he'll take the lead and that's just that brings me to the point where women are looking for leaders Mm -hmm. how often do you come across a woman who doesn't want a man as a leader.
1: I haven't known a single one, in all honesty, yeah. with all my girlfriends. I haven't. Despite like their livelihood and what they do or their types of relationships, everyone does look for someone that can lead, that can protect, that can provide safety and security.
0: Yeah. And these are just primitive qualities that we've sort of, that have kind of been ingrained in us from for millennia. It's not like anything that we can change. And so that's why it's disheartening to men To see a woman that doesn't need any or doesn't put a value set on any of those qualities that men have, like because they can do it themselves, or they can uh they don't need a a man to provide for them because they make their own money, etc. That's a nice notion, but at the end of the day, you're gonna be alone if you continue in this operative manner of I don't need a man, I want a man. Okay, so you don't want a man, but you want to be protected, and you want to have the you want to have the security and safety of a man. And I would argue that if you don't have that now because you have a gun, you think that's going to do you in in terms of your protective measures. Let me let me give you an example. If you're a woman with a gun and you know how to use it, that's fine. But the moment that real life hits and you have an intruder in your house, and that becomes a real-life threat, and now you're not thinking with your prefrontal cortex, you're thinking with your amygdala, and your amygdala is telling you, fucking hide. Because as a, for a millennia, that's how women have been doing the shit, seeking refuge. But for a millennia, men have been going to confront the threat. And so even if the man is a pussy, he's going to have this natural innate feeling to go out and confront the threat regardless. Even if he doesn't want to. A woman's woman's natural innate response is to hide, take care, take the children and and, and go and find refuge somewhere, like in a closet or something, Mm -hmm. a safe space. And that's the part of the man's job too, is to put them in that position. So even though you say you can use a gun, and I trust that you can, and you have one, it doesn't mean that when it becomes a reality you operate in the same way you operate at the fucking shooting range.
1: I crazy enough did because this was an exact circumstance that happened just a month ago in my house there was a home invader in my home and we had to call 911 and I hid my daughter in the closet and told her to go behind my clothes with her phone have it on 911 don't make a sound don't come out unless mommy comes to get you grab my gun and I had to stand guard and be there until the cops arrived. Yeah. So I, I did, like you were saying, because I have to operate as the male and the female in the home, being a single mom. So I've had to kind of take on some of the male characteristic traits, the masculine traits that you're speaking of, which do I want to? No. But when it comes to my babies, I have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It's not your So natural. it's different. It's not inherent. But I think there is something like innate with being a mom, you will protect your kin. You're going to protect your kids. You're going to be that lioness, like you're not touching my cub. Right,
0: but you're not the best one to protect.
1: Look at me. I'm a half pint. No, I'd rather have a buff dude like you do that. So that's what I'm I'm relating
0: to. It's like, that's what, so women say that they don't need a man, but they're not putting the value, the value on the man because of future threats or endeavors that they will inevitably, or will inevitably go through that they're going to need the man for utility for or to serve as utility and that is that's the sad part when you when you listen to women that talk that way because mm-hmm. i want to i want to just say to them what are you talking about why would you say that why are you looking at the man in that regard as he's just dis- he's disposable Like, we don't surely look at women like that. Oh, no. But then again, I could buy someone to do all your jobs in my house. I could buy a meal prep service. I could buy an escort if I was that man. And that's really all I need. But. You can't buy a man to do that shit for you, to protect and provide for you. Mm-mm. Unless you have a sugar daddy or whatever, but he's just going to provide. He's not going to protect. We're going on the far ledges of this you know, this approach. I'm just saying, for all intents and purposes of the conversation and the illustration, this is factual. Mm-hmm. Male to female. What men can do, what women can do. But for some reason, most women have this natural proclivity to want to procreate and they can't procreate without a man and a man can't procreate without a woman but we don't put women in that subsection of of invaluable-ness so to speak we know what the woman's value is we're not saying you have to be this this and this and we, this we're saying you have to be pretty and then when we get linked together, I hope you're supportive and submissive, and you support me and you allow me to be the my leader, the leader. I'm not you want me to be the leader that I am. That's all we ask. And then it's like but we don't, we're not putting we're not we're, we're not subjugating your value. We're just saying
1: that this is what we want, and we're not saying we don't need you. Like love me, appreciate me. Look up to me at times. Maybe rub my shoulders. (laughs) Maybe some fun sexual gratification.
0: (laughs) Well, and just... Look, the thing is, is that men need for you to put our masculinity on a pedestal. We really need that.
1: I think that's important. And not even just in the sense of masculinity. I think it's just nice and not even just in the sense of a pedestal. I think it's nice to... Show appreciation and gratitude. Like, I appreciate what you do. I'm so grateful that you are able to provide for our family. I'm so appreciative of you constructing the shed in the backyard. Or, you know what I'm saying? Just any little thing. Like, getting those sort of accolades. It can be just verbally. Like what I just said. You could express it verbally. I think that's probably the most important because after what I've been listening to and researching like you guys are kind of fucking literal like what you say is what you say and what you say is what you mean where girls want to kind of read between the lines like you're saying no it's black and it's white where us girls are all gray matter and we're trying to figure things out and play play inspector gadget with what has been conversed and it really is just so very literal so i think a lot of the times being very literal just specific hey i appreciate that you just did that that really meant a lot to me i think that in itself can go a long way it doesn't have to be a bj i mean that doesn't help that that doesn't hurt either but i mean you can just be that complimentary
0: okay Um, Okay, so I'm just going to say You need to pedestalize masculinity If you don't Because that's what men are innately after And when I say that I mean Letting others know This is my man Mm, And he's well able And he's my fucking leader Etc Pedestalize masculinity Because that's the thing that's helping you in this journey. That's the thing that's providing and protecting you in this journey. It's not a bad thing, man. It's not a bad thing. Is it a bad thing to be feminine? No. I'll tell you where it's a bad thing. If I end up dressing up like a woman on Saturdays, well, you're not going to look at me with the same kind of admiration and respect, are you? It is, you be one way and that's it. In my opinion,
1: I would pay to see that. Justin. You'd be one way, in my opinion. I would pay to see that. But
0: look, the, the thing is, is that by adopting the masculine pedestal and pl- placing your man on that on that pedestal where he, where you feel that he deserves he should be, it's saying to all other men, look at my man. Mm-hmm. And one of your one of the jobs of the women, and this is going to be controversial. I don't care. Is for them to look better, for you to make them look better in front of their male counterparts,
1: period. I say to my friends all the time, I'm like, I want to be with a man that I'm like proud to be with. And I want him to wear me like a merit badge. I oh, do. I, I want to be shown off. Yeah. I, I, I want to be like, yeah, this is my man and I'm his woman. And I want him to be out like, yeah, look who I'm with. I do like very much so. That's important to me.
0: Right, and these are all kind of primitive components that we've adopted for, uh, again, a millennia. This is not something that's nuance or new age. This is something that is based on the way a man operates with his counterparts, his community, etc. Do you think a man wants to be defiled or rather denoted in front of his male counterparts? Absolutely not. So your job is to do the alternative. Make him look better. Make him look bigger, stronger than he really is. That builds his. Yes, I guess it's futile to uh, to say the least. But it's what builds a man's bravado, his self, his 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 internalized bravado, and his existential bravado to the people that are in front of him. That's why when you bring him food in front of his males, counterparts, his his, his peers, etc., he feels like he's on top of the throne. Whereas you could easily dethrone him by going to him and, and yelling at him and calling him names. And some women do that shit and they yeah, think it's, and that's, and they think it's okay. That that absolutely, disgusting. it should. But the thing is, is that when that man has a woman that does that for him, he keeps her. He keeps that woman. It's easy to retain your spot as the, as the female to a male. You just have to know the three simple components that drive male species break him down peace sex what else food that's it man and then I would add a fourth is for your ability to make him look better in front of his peers I
1: think that's actually an important aspect and why I take great pride in physical appearance as well because my my dad he was a big proponent in me having this mindset was him always dressing to the nine always looking good always being presentable no matter where he was going or what he was doing and he's like this is my way of showing respect to other people so I have adopted that as well I will always make sure to put myself together for respect of other people but especially if I were to go out with a fella and I I'm gonna make sure I look good for respect of the others but especially for him like yes I want people to know, oh, you, you've got a girl that really like puts herself together. Like you must be a really great man to get a girl like this. Mm-hmm. And I, I I think that way. Maybe I'm backwards or weird or wrong, but as I'm thinking now, as you and I are talking, it is just hardwired in our brains and I think that way.
0: Yeah, that's a good quality to have. And that's a good that's a good thought process to, to navigate with because it's very important. And, and you know, it might, one thing is for sure, it's going to cause other women to notice him. And you know this as well.
1: Oh, yeah. And then those girls back off, bitch. He's not. <laughs> uh-uh.
0: <laughs> I love it. Um, well, look, it's getting super hot in here. I
1: know right. it's getting nice. hot. <laughs> these lights, people don't know this. We're not lights. taking off our clothes.
0: <laughs> these, don't this, but these lights—if you're listening on Spotify, Apple—these lights are horrendous, and they, and they and they make us sweat just a little bit. So it's a little And uh hot, and it's definitely time to pee too. So
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: let's wrap it up. Yes. Yes, he is. Mowie, tell people where they can find you.
1: You can find me on the IG at Moe and Heels and uh Monique Guilfoyle but you know good old Moe G on Facebook so yeah catch me there
0: look it's been a pleasure as it always is I appreciate you coming on and uh we will do it again I'm sure of that
1: oh man we'll just bring it every time
0: I love it all right guys done